0: You know, it's, you know what's weird is, I find the song to be fun, and I know that, you know, stalking is not fun, and you know, don't at me at, you know, whatever, but, like, there's something fun, frivolous about this song, even though, I guess, the subject matter is not fun, but it's a great song. <laughs>
1: Iden I to say in it. We'll take care of it!
0: Talk for a minute about that solo. is so amazingly fun. That solo, even when I was a kid, it was just, it's just a rocking jam out chunk of song.
2: even playing completely clean it's some bends that are super sour it makes it kind of cooler you know
0: just so it's so you can picture like when I was a kid and I never had you know I was just starting to go to shows or whatever and I had never seen Iron Maiden yet like you could just picture them rocking out it's just a jam oh yeah
3: very much a jam that's a good description of the song I would say and we didn't mention this earlier, but I always love that part where the guitar comes back in with that wah wah, you know? Yeah. like Oh yeah, that dive bomb, yes, yes. Dive bomb squeal or whatever. That's like one of my favorite parts in in the song. And that's it. You, you guys tell me this is a Swedish Swedish guys here. Hello. I've seen clips of that that show. I also love the version of Where Eagles Dare from that That's show. Cool. That yeah. is just so awesome when Nico kicks that drumbeat and the crowd is just going crazy. What was that? Broadcast on television? Yeah, I'm yeah. assuming there's bootlegs yeah. of that out there?
2: Mixed by Swedes. It's a mixed by a Swedish local team. And I mean, not to have shade, throw any shade on the Brazilians, <laughs> but the live <laughs> mix from Rock in Rio is not near the Swedish radio live mixes. You can tell that these are seasoned audio engineers that might even be Maiden fans that have mixed these because yeah. they sound great. Listen to the snare on the O five. Oh yeah. Deep, Did they video big. the whole
3: show or was it just certain oh, yeah, sort of oh, songs? yeah, all of it. Yeah.
2: yeah, I watched it as it happened, but on TV. Eric watched it as it happened in real life. But well, I, think, well, I think it's funny I still because it.
4: so, I don't. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Sorry. No, I was not because no, you know people a lot of times so since the rock and rio you know, the legendary rock and rio the one that we all have i've heard many times you know the one that they actually released uh i think that people a lot of times will you know whenever they do like a lot of times they'll do a live stream uh from rock and rio that includes iron maiden and people are kind of disappointed it doesn't sound as good as the you know what was released back in 2002 or whatever the fuck it was but you know you got to realize that 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 the live the the, the, the live album and the the, the video was not mixed by the same people that do the that do the live broadcast. Oh,
2: yeah, no, I no, mean, no. The oh. live broadcast is, is is not as well mixed, of, of but it's also mixed real time. But yeah. so is the Swedish one. So I'll just give it to those engineers. I don't know them personally. I'm not trying to give them any back scratching here for favors. But they did a great job in terms of direct mixing. I made oh. a show. Sure, the, the vocals are dropped out in the beginning of Murders. That's typical something that would happen, you know, when you get going and maybe some fader is not where it should be i don't know eric was it like that on location too
4: yeah perhaps? it was it was actually okay uh, so then it's but, even
2: before their control but
4: but maybe because i thought, i was talking to henrik about this I, I thought like, i was i think for sure that we've gotten a live album from that one uh and there might you know they record everything so what they recorded probably does have the the, the whole that bit on it but um
2: it's yeah. not a famous uh, uh, rewind it is not released as a live record, but it is no. a very, very streamed live show yes. and very recommended. Yes, live show. everybody
0: has seen it. It's,
2: I, dare say, has seen I dare say, I dare say, it's bigger than a real dead one mm-hmm. at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah, no one's talking about F- you well, know, which is fair. Well,
0: I think people watch that um, for curiosity point. You know what I mean? They've heard about it. It's notorious for not being that great, so you have to like check it out just to kind of make sure.
4: The dead one, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to quickly listen to this, the, the intro to where he goes just because uh, John mentioned it.
3: Was this the opening of the show, Eric, or no, was this in no, the middle no. of the show? No, uh, it was murders. just great, man. That's cool.
4: I mean, as we're here, should we listen to the opening of the show? Uh,
2: this is great. a bit I'll more. I'll tell you what. Sometimes extra. when
3: I watch that video, I just keep rewinding it and playing the intro. I love the way you can hear, like right before Nico starts, you can hear. I believe it's Nico going like, "Hey," or whatever. "Dad, that is just. I love that drum intro. That's right up there with "Over the Mountain" for me. And there's something about that ah, yes, clip there, yes. and the way everybody is just going bananas once he once he kicks in on that. That is just fantastic.
4: There's some really fun. Uh, there's a really fun video that you should uh, that probably not gonna make too. Uh, we can you should, if you haven't seen it, just check it out. It, it's uh, from I think it's from Flight Six Six Six, and it's Nico's isolated drum track for "How will Be the Name," and you can hear him sort of singing along the entire way through. Which really? Is just, it, yeah, it's delightful. <laughs> uh, actually, hold on. Let me just do a bit of that because that's more apropos
2: than. Uh... As far as I know, Nico is constantly singing uh, all the time. So if you get Sorry. some of these uh, like close mic stuff in the troupe, or you hear him like
1: right. ah! so,
2: let, let's, let's hear a bit of
4: this then. I oh, wait till so it goes. can't really hear it actually you should, listen, you should listen to headphones at home that's the best way of doing it because you can hear them almost the whole way through all right so we'll get to the uh the lyrics some lyrics yes, some lyrics we don't got
2: to do the whole thing because well, we can do the whole thing but
0: we've kind of already touched on the lyrics
2: yeah we'll look yeah. at them just we'll put them up here in all their glory and see what we can find <laughs> well i actually have They're them pretty repetitive to, too, to the this. other room if you want to just no i'm kidding um <laughs> <laughs> that'd be ridiculous they tend to be pretty repetitive on these yeah. early records right Triple yeah. same verse in a couple of songs. Yeah, I don't think
0: right? yeah. he had a lot to say.
2: He had lots to show, as the song is about.
0: <laughs> Apparently.
1: Yeah.
4: Oh, the real right. thing.
1: It's our building, girl!
4: Indeed. Uh, so, walking through the city, looking, oh, so pretty. So pretty. <laughs> I've just got to find my way. Seeing the ladies flashing. He's Now he's saying here the ladies are flashing, not him. See the ladies
2: flashing, all their legs and lashes. And lashes. Yeah. I've just got to find my way. I will say so far, I really like this line. I've just got to find my way. It mm. kind of makes it deeper than it definitely deeper than it is. Yeah. I like it because it's just like uh, that adds some kind of him questioning himself into it. Mm. Like he he's a lost flash. So
0: is he? Yeah. I mean, is he like the the ladies are like wearing mini skirts or whatever, and he's like, oh, I can see their legs.
4: And <laughs> the eyelashes too. Can yeah. You your eyes? <laughs> uh. Yeah, and he's a. Uh, yeah. So, but here's a bit. So, so he gets. So he's you know. while well, you see me crawling through the bushes with it open wide. What you seeing, girl? A penis.
1: It's
0: a real thing,
4: girl. Uh, yeah, probably. That's probably what he was. Probably
0: um, a penis. That's the
1: point. Yeah. <laughs> Got me feeling myself Can you believe feeling it? Around.
4: Can you believe your eyes? It's the real thing, girl. So <laughs> here's the next bit. Here, that is a weird <laughs> thing. Like, to... purely comedic at this point. <laughs> to have like, because obviously. Can you believe your eyes? I mean, got me feeling myself. That's just, this is just, please, flat out jerking off here. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. got me feeling myself and reeling around.
2: And reeling around. That's very British, isn't it? I got yeah. three Americans on. Is that really an American expression? Reeling, reeling around. Reeling around.
0: We, we don't say that.
2: No, <laughs> it seems British to me.
0: We don't say reeling around.
1: Got me talking, but feel like walking around.
4: Got me talking, but feel like walking around. All right, well.
0: Maybe he's walking around with a stippy. I don't know.
4: But if he got, he's got his feeling himself, so he's, what, he's jerking
2: off and <laughs> talking and walking around at the same time? It's so, so grimy, the whole thing. It's, it's fun, you know. It's like it
0: dark. It's, it's so it's so um cancel culture today right this would be like
2: also so ugly just like
0: people would be like
2: oh the lyric is like a wart sure yeah it's 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 not good but i kind of like it you know i don't know why i something about it works for me i think you know maybe the delivery is part of it
0: yeah i mean you know it's you know what's weird is i find the song to be fun and I know that you know stalking is not fun, and you know don't at me at you know whatever. But like, there's something f- fun and yeah, frivolous well, I mean, killing- about the song, even though I guess the subject matter is probably heavy. Do you know what I'm ta- Do you know what I mean? Yeah,
2: definitely. But I mean, killing is not fun. But there's plenty no. of fun, fun <laughs> slasher movies. <laughs> but
0: it's a great song.
2: you know comedic uh, horror so it doesn't have to be i mean the topic can be pretty grave and it can still be fun and i completely agree actually i think it's a lot of fun this song it's interesting because
4: yeah you said you said said, like you said i'm a big fan of the slasher genre i don't know is there a flasher genre like the same thing but it's like someone's just going (laughs) to That sounds difficult, though. Yeah, yeah you should.
0: What? There you go. There you go, Eric. You should. You should work on no, that. I I, uh,
4: <laughs> I, I don't know. That's the legacy I want to leave behind. The well. king what of he, flasher. So what did he do? Well, you know how it used to be the slash moves, yeah. Well, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> flasher he went from
0: slasher to flasher. was <laughs> so a guy in a hockey mask,
2: just flasher. yeah. So, you John, go? you said you didn't really mind these lyrics at first. What do you think about them now? Walking through the city, looking also pretty.
3: At least it kind of paints a picture. I never paid attention to it when I was younger, and I'll be honest with you, I never read these lyrics till we were getting ready for this episode. So I never really caught the whole uh, "What's the uh, you know got got me feeling myself and reeling around." I I heard that differently in the song. I didn't didn't quite realize i I took it as like got me feeling like I'm feeling the groove. I'm feeling the vibe or something. He kind of is,
4: yeah, in theory in theory, it's sort of kind sort of what
3: he's doing,
0: yeah, that too. Yeah. I
3: didn't get it in the context of the of the song. And what what does what is reeling and is that a British slam? I mean, in English, I think reeling it would, is like loafing around, you know, wasting about whatever you would say. Okay, like just yeah, a, just yeah, that would write the yeah. same thing,
2: same thing here. So, yeah. what do you think about them though? Now
3: that you actually take these lyrics in in all their glory, <laughs> it sounds like something a teenage boy would write. <laughs> exactly which is what steve or dennis wilcox or whoever was involved in these lyrics sounds like something a bunch of guys a bunch of teenage you know 18 19 year old guys would would write you know because this is what typical heavy metal it, typical kind of heavy metal lyrics which is not something you usually associate with iron maiden kind of dumb slightly dumb heavy metal lyrics about stalking chicks and, you know, things like that. And back in this day and age, this, this was, uh, you know, a lot of people sang about stuff like this. It was a very, you know, very dude centric (laughs) thing, you know? And so this is what it makes me think of. This is like a bunch of teenage 18 year old guys drinking beers and, you know, writing songs about, about girls and not being very gentlemanly and definitely in that
2: time frame right it has to be early
3: 80s because a bunch of
2: dudes in the early 90s wouldn't have written this
0: no no i mean the the lyrics are dated but but yeah i mean from somebody who was you know 15 years old when this song came out absolutely it that it fits it fits with the whole you know, there was there was no Me Too. There was no woke. There was you know there was none of that. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I guess it's not overly chauvinistic either. It's just like this person is obviously not portrayed as a very cool guy. No, but and that's not really he's kind of portrayed he's as. He's
0: scared a cool... to talk to girls, apparently.
2: Yeah, I mean, reeling around and feeling himself in the bushes, that's not something they really thought was cool, I don't think. No, it's I, more I, about this no. nasty, nasty guy, I think. Or no. What do you think? Guys? Yeah, and
3: they could have turned it around if they were a little more creative. They could have maybe, like when we did Murders in the Room Morgue, there's some ambigu- ambiguity to it. Oh, it's yeah, like, you know, it. it's this person, a double personality. They could have done something a little more creative with this where – Maybe he's the one being stalked or the women get their revenge on him or something like, you know, or it has some sort of twist <sighs> or play on it. But there's nothing here to that. It's just it's just very straightforward. Let's write a song about a guy hanging out in the bushes, you know, you know
2: like in the, the Warrior the Warriors film that I like to reference, especially when you're around. The chicks are packed. <laughs> that's,
0: <laughs> a great, I think, that's a great movie. But, you yeah. know, that's it's funny you bring that up because you you get Charlotte the harlot, right? And then there's, you know, there's yeah. parts where, you know, the parts of that song where he's saying, you know, what are you doing with your life? Don't do this, you know, come with me and, you know, yeah, perform Yeah, exactly.
3: That's a good example so. of them, like... So they probably let's write a song about that prostitute that everybody goes (laughs) to Charlotte on, you know, (laughs) right on Acacia Avenue. (laughs) But but now they're slightly more mature in their lyrics, so they wanted to kind of put a little twist on it. So the twist is like Charlotte, you have to change your evil ways.
0: Awesome woman and
3: right here we're just getting pure bunch You're of guys sitting around the drinking beer and <laughs>
4: <laughs> I think you can also like a lot of stuff you can write about I mean like okay this is again this is very juvenile but like Jonathan said the, the person whoever this is about doesn't come off well in these lyrics this the, I don't think the lyrics are supposed to be pro uh you know this it's just sort of that's what this is about
2: it's not uh, a tribute to this prowler. Not really.
0: No. <laughs> I don't know that anybody, even back in the day, I can't think of anybody that listened to this and thought it was like a, you know, a recipe for life. You know, like, oh, this no. sounds <laughs> like a good idea.
3: You know? A recipe for life. I love that. But it is interesting. It is interesting that Iron Maiden is a band that you, you when you think of them, their lyrics are more intelligent than the average uh metal band you're getting stuff like they're famous for like you know what's the joke like you know they they got kids to read coolidge and rhyme of the ancient mariner and stuff like that and yet the very first iron maiden song that if you were around at that time you would have heard would have been this and i'm trying to think are there i mean if you were to kind of make a list of sort of the dumbest iron maiden lyrics the most juvenile iron maiden lyrics this might be in the top five <laughs> yeah. maybe even like yeah, top three absolutely. so it's kind of funny absolutely that this i can't be... think of
0: i really can't think of anything else it's
1: <laughs> kind
0: of <laughs> we talked about you know charlotte they kind of turn it around, you know, kind of make it a redemption story, if you will. And
3: that's good storytelling. It kind of has an arc to the story a little Mm -hmm. bit. This just Mm -hmm. is just, it's just sort of right here. It's very surface level. It's not very deep at all. And and it's just kind of funny. The very first Iron Maiden song on their first, you know, proper studio. Mm -hmm. Right, for a band that's known
0: for being cerebral.
3: Exactly. You get sort of maybe one of their more or most shallow uh, uh, lyrics here, right, right from the beginning. But
2: and weirdly enough, I like these lyrics more than Charlotte the Harlot, actually, because Charlotte the Harlot weirds me out a bit in the middle when it gets all touchy feely, like mm-hmm, Charlotte, you oh, let me her. standing there. It feels ill-fitting.
0: Yeah, that's the weird part
2: it doesn't fit to me like he's getting all emotional about it Uh, you left me standing there picking up pieces of love from the floor it's like that weirds me out this song is straightforwardly just nasty it doesn't weird me out it works better i think it also ends on a yeah that's always good
3: (laughs) yeah yeah You got me talking, but I feel like walking around. That's the weirdest <laughs> line. It got I, me I don't understand
0: what that means exactly.
3: I think no one does. Uh, it got me it just somewhat rhymed, so they ran with it. <laughs> Might be a rhyme. Yeah, you're right. That's actually the
2: best theory so far. It's just a rhyme. Yeah, talking, that's all. That's really all. Like I think the waters, like I said in, in the beginning of this, the waters aren't very deep here. So should we f- cap this off a bit with the, the, maybe the Soundhouse version? Or you got something else on your mind, Eric? Uh, no, I don't know. Let, let me find that. Uh, it's the Soundhouse version. I haven't heard in ages. Let us, all right, let's uh, hit
1: this off here. <laughs> <laughs> I actually love this.
4: Let's do the next yeah. bit of just a
1: little
2: bit. You can hopefully hear the tapes.
3: I don't know if that's fun
0: <laughs>
3: what does he what does he say right there i
0: love this version actually. i have no idea. this is my favorite version of this song actually I think I... this
2: vocal is almost better than Ow, the, the debut album vocal
0: absolutely funner it's more playful yeah i love this version
2: <laughs> i see can like find the. Uh, like it sounds so rude so you hear the tape running in the middle there like diddly yeah. Diddly yeah. and, yeah. and it's just... and great vocal and more like lively than the
0: no, he, I mean, version. he's into it. He's he's having a good time.
2: Yeah. No, I, I forgot how good this was. Actually, I maybe never even registered how good this was. I, l- I love that version.
0: I, I mean, there's version. parts
2: that are better on the debut the album, but for sure, Paul...
0: It's uh, of, is, I, I mean, would say it's better. The anyway. album is a little more technical or whatever, you know what I mean? It's streamlined.
2: A but couple of more microphones, yeah.
0: There's just something fun about the, yeah. this, about the tapes version.
2: Yeah, and it sounds well rehearsed. You can tell they played it for a bit. I mean, it's Dog Samson on the drums, so it's different again. You know, he's not as good as Clive. Basically, I guess everyone would agree, including Dog himself. I agree. But uh, mm-hmm. and it's a lower tempo, etc. But Paul sounds like he's really into it. I mean, That's he's not bad on the no, original. Paul
0: but, sounds like he's very into it, and it just and it just sounds, sounds those good. high
2: screams going to like, uh, like Robert Plant uh, territory up there. Like uh, sounded great to me, uh, at least now. What do you think, John? This version? Yeah.
3: Yeah, I, I I agree. You're right. I think Paul's delivery in this is a little bit more playful, which kind of doesn't make the lyrics sound as menacing as they do, you know, on on the 1980 version. But you can hear sort of the progression of heaviness. This mm-hmm. is heavier than the 77 version, mm-hmm. but it's not quite as heavy as the uh, as the 1980 exactly. version. But they're sort of moving towards uh, they're moving towards that. And I'm struck by how clean that intro guitar is and it almost sounds like he sort of trips over the riff a little bit. Maybe it's because you're so used (laughs) to hearing it from the the nineteen eighty version. Doesn't it sound like he's sort of tripping over the riff a little, but
2: it's cool. It's interesting. I wonder who's doing the intro if it's actually Oh, I need Henrik. Where are you, Henrik, when I need you? But there's a guitarist <laughs> There's a guitarist that is not credited for this record. Oh, really? I didn't know that. He's doing a great blues solo in Strange World, actually. You can tell that it's not only Dave. It's credited just Dave, but there's clearly another style on there. Yeah. He, he deserves some credits. He didn't get any. Paul Kearns. Paul Kearns. Paul Kearns, yeah. I knew maybe,
0: it was probably
2: a Paul, but yeah. Maybe he's laying the intro, John, and tripping over the rhythm. It could be Paul Yeah. Well, you know.
4: Also, um, uh, so we—I uh, don't know if you met him. You did too, right? Listen, Doug Sampson, he was there uh, at the British Lion gig this past summer.
0: But I—I I didn't meet
4: him. Oh well, right. he was there. I there. know, there. but
0: I didn't—I didn't meet him.
4: No, where was that? I was, at?
0: I was busy chit-chatting with uh, with um, Jarvis from Night Demon.
4: Uh, where is it? Was in uh, Dublin. Oh, cool. Yeah,
0: and but when it, we came out, when I came out the side. Uh, Jarvis from Night Demon was there, and I know him, so we were ch- we were talking. And, and yeah, I missed I missed him. Yeah. Stratton, though, I did meet Dennis Stratton. Oh, so there you go. Oh.
2: There's that. John is leaving in 17 minutes, and I think we can actually wrap it up yeah. within that, so we don't have to okay. do like a, uh.
0: We do rotation.
2: Yeah, and also, of course, the list talk. I- I'm gonna say probably no. No. So it's for the top 50 list. It's a no from Eric.
0: Well, no, I. I'm on the. F- you know, it's weird. I was thinking about this. I'm on the fence about it. I mean, I'm okay with the, the next song. I know the next song we were going to do, but um, this one I'm kind of on the fence about because it's the, it's for a lot of people. This is the very first Maiden song you've ever heard. That's true. So I, I'm going to say yes.
2: All right. Well, then John, I, I missed what the question is. It is it worth of what is... <laughs> uh, would be top 50 list that we do here? of all time iron maiden songs yes but you have to think more like top 100 because the list is not curated.
0: yeah we're gonna whittle it down
2: yeah yeah the list is not curated so maybe i think think it would break
3: into the to the top 50 just because of the nostalgia and the significance of it being the first song on the first iron maiden record and for a lot of people this was the first iron maiden song that they heard and uh again those lyrics aside Musically speaking, this is sort of the seed being planted for what Iron Maiden would become with the tempo changes and all the other stuff that we already yeah. talked about in the song. So if you sort of push the lyrics aside, and like I said, honestly, I don't think I ever read these lyrics till I was getting ready. Seriously, till we were getting ready. In 43 years. <laughs> so, so I just never really thought about them. So there's, I'm, I'm guessing that there's other people out there, too, that have just never really paid much attention to the lyrics they just sort of sing along with key phrases and the and everything so for for that reason for the historical significance of it being the first song on the first iron maiden record i i think it would break break the top 50.
2: so our guests already put it on the list actually we're not very harsh in the first step if one of the participants wants it on it's going to be on that temporary list
0: we, we'll, we can whittle it down and argue that point but i think for now it has to be yeah. on the
2: short ones yeah it is on oh, actually now. also i would actually also put it on the list oh, what's it's on there. i i, I love this song i've played it with my previous tribute band and i found it a very fun song to play as well very easy actually probably one of the absolute easiest iron maiden songs to play which is not a bad thing it's a cool thing it's like you know a paranoid or breaking the law something like that Two other songs that I think are really cool. If you just look beyond them being a bit worn out, which this one isn't even, because this is not a hit. No, it's not. This yeah. is like a break in the lore, a paranoid, but it's hidden. I love it. I think it's a great track. For me, it's clearly like f- at least four out
3: of five, you know. It's a, it's a That's a great, good
2: point, great point great too, animation. that it hasn't
3: been overplayed. Like, no. for instance, Running Free, which is another very kind of straightforward song. They've played that so many times live, and that, that sort of burnt out on that song but prowler is not one that they've they've played a million times live or at least in the last you know x x number of years so i don't feel as burnt out on prowler as i do on run to the hills or running free or wrath child or something like yep. that even though technically wrath child is a better song yes i'd probably rather hear them play prowler live just because i've heard them play right. that yeah, yeah i agree, I agree with so that. the burnout factor isn't as much it doesn't really exist isn't much on prowler and if you look
2: back in have a metal canon i think paranoid is a song that is fairly close to this actually i never thought about that before but it has a similar thing with the uh, cd yeah, e yeah and then for sure. cd for the vocal melody kind of thing and i mm-hmm. love paranoid i think paranoid as, as much as is on every like gas station hard rock cd <laughs> from the 90s uh, i can't stop loving that song uh, it's better than this but this is cool too rotation yeah. All right. Well let's start with some let's with well, let the guest. Let's here.
0: let John go first in case he has to leave. Yeah,
4: yeah, definitely. Sure. What's so this is
3: thinking? remind what I'm listening to at the moment. Exactly, yes. Yes. Okay. Or oh, watching uh well for my channel, I, I I'm preparing to do a ranking of the Megadeth albums. And uh you're gonna uh, bring me of, in
2: for that. I have a lot yeah, of I was
3: I was gonna gonna talk <laughs> to you about it. I'm I was not familiar with I I checked out on Megadeth after countdown to extinction so a lot of those especially the 2000 era records i was not uh very familiar with them outside of a couple songs here and there so i've i've been listening i just finished actually yesterday going through all their albums listening listening to them it was a little bit of a chore at times uh, yes Through it, in. and I actually, I made a playlist. I have Apple Music, so what I did: each album that I listened to, I would pick the songs that I really, my favorite songs on the album, and put them on the playlist. And I gotta say, when you go from like starting in the 2000s, the albums from like late 90s, 2000s on, each one of those albums has at least two, two or three really killer songs. And when you yeah. put it together in a playlist. It's a killer playlist.
0: Yeah, it's a good album. <laughs> but, but unfortunately,
3: it those records from the two... And they were releasing an album almost like every other year. Yeah. There's there's a lot. They have a lot of records. Unfortunately, a lot of those those records, uh, the 2000s on stuff, there's two or three really good songs. There's two or three pretty good songs. And then there's five or six just sort of forgettable songs. So it felt like a little bit of a slog by the time I, I got through it. Uh, but... It's a lot of filler, yeah.
2: but I have to say, his riffage stayed very intact. He's a great riffer, and on those records that might not be overall awesome, there's always this awesome riffage that James Hetfield could only dream of doing post-91. James Hetfield developed vocally. His vocal memory got yeah. better. But riffage-wise, he's like he, he he can't write a good riff anymore, and I have no clue why. Dave can on every album. There's a one or two riffs that really kills it. On every album, there's a one or two riffs that really kills it uh like uh, in in the complete competition of metal yeah
3: it's funny though because they're almost the same but the opposite of acdc in the sense that there's a there's a formula and the fine line between it being a really good song and it just being an okay song is a narrow line and because all the songs have a lot of riffs and all the songs there's riffs coming at you constantly and there are a lot of really good riffs but the difference between a really good one and one that's just like album filler is
2: is narrow yes
3: is narrow exactly so finding those uh finding those ones so it was a little bit of a slog getting through all those uh all those records but uh yeah so that's that's what's been consuming me for the last week I could easily just pick a song, but
2: you might have one top of your mind that you think should be featured from Megadeth. Yeah, later Megadeth, I guess.
3: Oh, later Megadeth, like uh, "Blackmail the Universe" or uh, "Sleepwalker." I love "Sleepwalker." That's good. That's well, a good choices. example of right. It's it's got That's killer riffs, riff. but it also it also has. I love when Dave is in that kind of menacing like. Uh, he has a little bit of venom and snarl to his voice, and and listening to these albums consecutively, I really I started with uh, Euthanasia because that I know all the ones before that, but I had to start with Euthanasia and then work my way up because those were the ones that I were was less familiar with. You start to see this repetitive, like, okay, here's the song with like. Uh, 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 radio chatter, like some guy in an airplane, you know, hello, is, we're attacking the universe, you know, fire! Eh, right. Exactly, you gotta have that in one of the songs, you gotta have Dave doing a spoken word thing in, in one of the songs, and then, and, then, and then the government is coming after you piece <laughs> by piece, if you think you're <laughs> And then like
2: referring to the past catalogue, <laughs> Uh, in peace. <laughs> like it's, not, it's, it's a bit
3: that's corny. That's another thing, too, right? It has to be like, <laughs> you better watch out because killing is my business and business is good. <laughs> he has to make some sort of reference <laughs> to an old to it. He is kind of predictable. Yeah. It is. It's almost comical. All
2: of this is why I love Megadeth as much as it is, yeah, you know. Maybe a bit like Prowler. I love it because it's what it is, you know. Right.
0: Because it's so silly.
2: It's stupid, but it's great. <laughs> yeah, that's all I can say. <laughs> Melissa, what's been up?
0: So, I write for the metalpit.org and I did a review of Iron Savior.
2: Yeah,
3: I've heard
0: of them, Yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, they're a power metal band.
3: Yeah. American? German. 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 Okay.
0: What else would they be? They're yeah, a power well, metal, metal band. It's either, <laughs>
2: either or. I prefer American power metal, but yeah, continue. <laughs>
0: so, I mean, you know, and they're great. They're, you know, it is what it is power metal like I said in the review you get what you get if you're you know there's no surprises um the realm of heavy metal which is my favorite track off the new album is probably the one that maybe you want to feature. You know, I mean they do all the heavy metal tropes fun band i was listening to that the um amorphous has a uh new live cd that came out
2: mm, finland
0: um yeah. yep I've
1: been listening to that. That's pretty
0: good. I have my own show, it's called Metal Chat with Melissa. And um, I just did an interview with uh, a friend of mine. Um, his name is Joe. He has a YouTube channel called uh, Wasting Time with Average Joe. And we talked about bands that are maybe staying at the party too long and and maybe who is here to take the mantle to the next level. And um, he loves uh, Greta Van Fleet. And, and you know, they've been half ass on my radar, so to speak. But he was like, "Oh, listen to the new album." So I just listened to the to new album, and it's Zeppelin. y but it's good, you know. But it's fair enough. It's probably not something that I'm going to listen to again.
2: (laughs) But I know it's hard for me to find any reason to dig these guys out. Might be unfair.
0: Joe really likes a new album, so he asked me to listen to it, and uh, so I was like, "All right, you know, I'm, you know, I didn't buy it. It's on Spotify. I listened to it. Um, I didn't hate it." I didn't hate it at all. And I hear they put on an excellent show. I heard they put on like a ridiculously good show and they're playing huge venues these days here oh, in the yeah. U S which is crazy.
3: I, I did a video on my channel called, uh it was something like why uh, I can't remember how I titled it. It was something like, Why I don't like Greta Van Fleet, but I'm happy that they exist, or something like that. And my point was that I noticed I forget if maybe it was on Amazon or it was on some other website. I I think it was one of these websites where people, like a ticket website where people give reviews and stuff like that. And I noticed with Greta Van Fleet, there were all these like young girls, like, you know, oh, they're so cute and everything like that. And
0: we touched on that on the show. You have to listen to the episode.
3: Because it's important that you have a younger generation of kids that because look, if if you're when we were 18, uh, when I was, you know, when I was 18, the guys in Maiden were probably only like 12 years older than me, you know, you're listening to people that are close in age, roughly to you, you know, like. 16-year-old girls, they they need something that they can relate to. Right.
0: They're not listening to the Stones. The Stones are in their
3: 80s. Exactly. <laughs> the Stones are like as old as their great-grandparents. Yeah. You know, whereas Greta Van De Fleet, they can relate to this. And, and you know, people slag them that they're a Led Zeppelin copy. But, I mean, come on. There's Led Zeppelin stole blues riffs left and right. Led
0: Zeppelin is a copy band, so exactly.
3: Exactly. So, you know, maybe they wear it a little bit more on their sleeve. But hey, if it gets kids to play guitar, if it gets young kids interested in guitar-centered rock, who am I to to put that down? Yeah, that's great. And, and it, it's puzzling to me that we're always lamenting the fact that heavy metal and hard rock is not what it used to be, and nobody pays attention to it anymore. And how come... You know, it's not at the Super Bowl halftime show and all that kind of stuff. And then when a band comes out that is playing hard rock. Right everybody dumps on it, you know, like, oh, look at these kids and everything. We should be encouraging them. We should be like exactly, you know, because, hey, when Led Zeppelin, when Led Zeppelin, how old was Jimmy Page when Led Zeppelin 4 came out? He was probably only like 24. He was probably, you know, not that much older or the same age as these guys in Credit Land Fleet. So there there was a point in time where he was just a kid and there was probably some guy that listened to, you know, 60s Rock that was like, oh, these kids in this garbage, you know, oh. this this is blues ripoffs. this jimmy page and these kids they don't know what they're doing you know
0: people do this all the time with led zeppelin right you hear a lot of people that don't like led zeppelin because they're a ripoff band and they ripped up this person and that person and all this other stuff and so it's kind of funny that they're mad at a band who's ripping off a band that they've been bitching about (laughs) ripping Ripping off people
2: so i mean it's a circle of abuse (laughs) yeah (laughs) sorry what about you eric so
4: I, I've been listening to a lot of a, a band called uh, Ghost. Not that one. This is fair. Yeah. This this, uh, nothing against them. The, the, should I turn This is spelled uh, G-O-S-T. It's sort of electronic yeah. kind of thing um, okay. with some guitars and stuff in there as well. Yeah, kind of a synth wave. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, synth wave kind of stuff. Mm, more synth wave, yeah. You can just put a song in called Coven, uh, and I think that sort of represents uh, their kind of vibe and why I dig them. yeah so that's basically the main thing and then a lot of soundtracks and stuff uh because again uh, I, I just rewatched the exorcist uh, and uh, so i've been listening to that
2: uh soundtrack i'm watching it day after tomorrow first time in my life i'll be watching the exorcist oh. really uh, you're in for a treat sir really i promised you a long time ago eric to watch it because i haven't been a big movie watcher no. uh, emil uh, from the bands from uh, infinite maiden also astro he kind of got me on to watching movies so he brings like high quality files i have the projector and a good sound system and uh Uh, been getting more into movies we'll get into that i think in a bit of a halloween special that we might record in a short time yeah looking forward to that music wise uh motred i haven't really brought motred i think into rotation before it's a specific album it's another perfect day from 83 Mm. so that's with um robo on on guitar from thin Lizzy, uh, another one of my mount rushmore bands and i love Mm. that record like a song like shine
1: Switch to say the least My beauty on my nature peace Come over and take your dreams My body on said you free.
0: great
2: album if the fans would have been less conservative maybe they could have gone even further into that that's what i feel listening to it
4: I think we recorded a bit of a backlog, so that we haven't really been doing this very. Feels like we haven't done it for a while, and it's uh, so obviously missed it. And uh, this is always very fun to do,
3: especially with when we have such delightful guests as we have today. Uh uh-huh. thank you for having me on. It was a lot of fun. It was nice meeting you too, Melissa.
0: You as well, bubbly to be on as always.
3: Hey, do you guys have anything you want to plug before we? Uh...
0: Uh, Metal chat with Melissa. It's on all your platforms.
3: Layer of the Alchemist on YouTube, Eric and Jonathan have been on there. I'm going yeah. to try to do a uh, excerpt from this uh, podcast episode that you'll hopefully be able to see on Layer of the Alchemist. And I hope to have Melissa on the channel at some point in the future. And also. vice
0: versa. Love to have you on.
3: All right.
4: So uh, how do you want to do this? Let's
2: figure out a fun way to do it. How should we do it this time? Um, so maybe uh, Let's do it like this. Melissa and, and John, in that order, say whatever you want. Me and Eric, something before that.
4: All right, so I'll do, from all of us, to all of you, up the irons. Skull from the north,
0: and... Cheers from Boston.
3: Keep it heavy, keep it metal. Nice. Love it when it works out. Indeed. I love it when a plan comes together. <laughs> I was together. about
0: to say that.
4: Oh, thank you. I, I, <laughs> I was just about to say that.
3: Uh, what? Again. I'll say it again. I missed it. I love it when a plan comes together. What is that from? The A team. Right? The A team. Yeah. <laughs> the A team. You, you're probably too young for you, Ninja Turtle yeah. guys. Uh, no, <laughs> I watched that I as a A-team. kid. I watched I that as a kid. you know I, I did, did. I did.
2: I was a huge fan of uh, of uh, Baracus, Yeah. Be B. Barracus.
3: The first episode I did with these guys, Melissa, they started talking about reminiscing and getting all nostalgic about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh
0: God! And I had to ask in a specific soundtrack. I had to ask
3: too. these guys. Like so I was a, like, "Wait a minute, uh, how old are you guys?" Uh, Wait, don't tell me. Just tell me if you're legally allowed to drink alcohol.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh my God, I'm old enough to be everybody's mother.
3: I did register
2: that. That you asked how young we were. That you asked how old we were. For real. <laughs>
1: I just said in it